Trigger great. What the fuck? I don't have fucking time for this. Jesus Christ, I'm a busy man. Let me drink my coffee. You just got here, bitch. That is our word for you. <laughs> like if Logan's here first. Oh, the bitch is here. What a bitch. Uh, why are you still using gender insults in 2017? I'm not. I said bitch. Yeah. Yeah, that's for anybody who's being a little bitch right now. Oh, yeah. It's like, listen, you can say the R word, you can say the F word. Don't let these SUWs have power over you. Okay, I'm done with that. Who the fuck is Logan? Let me finish this text. Maybe he got confused like I get confused sometimes. We're getting older now. I gotta finish this text. I forgot to get back to someone, and it's been, like, almost all day. I'm like, I better... I'm gonna be busy for, like, an hour or two, and then Game of Thrones is gonna happen, and then, like, you know, by the time I actually get to this, it'll be, like, 11 o'clock, so... I'm I'm pausing it. Tyrion doesn't, because he's a little bitch. Yeah. And he loves his brother. Um, So Jamie died, right? That's what happened? No. Okay. Logan? Are you here? Yeah. All right. right. Lost track of time. Sorry. What the fuck, Logan? I don't have a lot of time. I hate it when you waste my time like this. I would never do this to you. Except intentionally, as we discovered on a previous episode. Only on purpose. That's what makes it okay. I ask for nothing. (laughs) I take everything. Yeah. You guys want to talk about the movie now? No, I have to use the bathroom. Damn it. Yeah, sure. Dylan, you still haven't peed and finished that text? Text them while podcasting. It's not good, boys. AT&T tells me not to do that. Are you texting while you're about your peeing? Is that what you're texting about? No, I would never do that. I only podcast when I pee. Okay. I mean, it might be important. Like, I peed this much. Or I'm a ribbon I pee. I'm going to stop in here. All right. That text beget that text. And then that text beget this text. Voice text. Is this a podcast? Yes, this podcast. All right, now that we've all peed and texted, it's time to sex. No. Okay, go do that too. Taking my pants off. Welcome to. Hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Pitched into the fiery dust of hell where no one else can hear it. Um, unlike my LaCroix. Oh, you got beeps? Who's, someone's beeping in? They're getting sexed? Sure. Wow, look at these sexts. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about some other things, some new business, first of all. Uh, what'd you guys eat today for dinner? Um... Logan, what did you eat? I haven't. You haven't eaten dinner yet? You're podcasting on an empty stomach? Yeah, so why are we doing this? Yeah, we, we should are. hurry up so more the Logan doesn't after start. This. But Publix is closed so early. They, yeah, that I mean, it's <laughs> 6.30 right now, unless you fucking stop talking about dinner and start talking about this movie. Yeah, oh, and get back to talking you about sex. live on a sex. different time zone where it's like 20 minutes b- like before us? Alright, go start introducing the movie. Alright, so I haven't made food guy. for myself in a very long time. Um, today, I made myself a giant delicious salad. I broiled shrimp. I cut up an avocado, some tomato, some red pepper, spinach leaves for the greens, of course, uh, just some homemade ranch, and it was incredible. I feel full, but also kind of like light feeling that you get when you eat like raw food. Oh, I feel great. Yeah, right. that sounds really delicious. Thanks for doing that. While after after you heard, I hadn't eaten. It's really Logan, nice. Check your Venmo. Really super nice thing to do, guy. For check listeners. Describing in detail the food that he made earlier is a thing that Dylan has been doing a lot lately, and I've been cutting out of every episode. So that's why you don't know that he, this is an ongoing bit that he's been it's doing. It's not. Goof. It's not a bit. Uh, actually, the bit is, Logan, it's the old vaudeville routine where a guy describes food to a hungry man, and then the hungry man gets upset. Hungry it's man dinners. That's what I had. Yeah. What? Dylan, Hold are on, you prepared me, to introduce induce, this movie? Let me induce vomiting uh, to, to, so we can be on the same page. One second. I'll be right back, guys. So Dylan right, is Matt, not prepared to introduce this. the movie. All right. Yeah. Hi. Just because I peaked it doesn't mean I'm going to talk about it. Welcome to the show. Uh, this time, we talked about a movie that is called The Black Coat's Daughter. Directed... Oof, we actually haven't started talking about the movie. Jesus. Written and directed by Oz Perkins and starring Emma Roberts, 
Kiernan Shipka, Lucy Boynton, Lauren Holly, and James Remar as somebody's dad or something. It was James Remar, okay. Mm-hmm. Was uh, it? Yeah, this movie was, like, made a few years ago and kind of sat in the can for quite a while. Until, yeah, I feel like uh, Roberts today wouldn't be in this movie. Until Osgood Perkins. That's his full name. Uh, Wait, when was this movie released? Like, it didn't actually get a release until this year. Okay, it was I released. Mean, you said, I feel Emma Roberts wouldn't be in this movie like now these days. Like, I mean, I thought it was a really, really recent movie. Yeah, production started in like 2014 or 2015. I don't remember, but that yeah, was years ago. It uh, went to a, a fest. It premiered at a festival. I forget which one. Kind of sat there until. Uh, Osgood Perkins made another movie, um, I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, and that's on Netflix, and I guess people watched it, so now they're like, hey, let's release this other movie he made. I've never heard of that movie. I actually watched it this weekend in preparation for this. I liked it. Um, Osgood Perkins, by the way, if you don't know, is um, the son of uh, Anthony Perkins. I don't know who that is. Is Oh my god. Oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally perfect. Or is wow. it Perkins? I think <gasps> what Dylan said made more sense. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, like their last name. Yeah, I guess it is yeah. literally Perkins. Good catch, yeah. Logan. So, Oswald what... Cobblepot made this movie? He changed his name from Perkins to not be associated with his famous dad? Yes. Is well, this Oswald? What do you think of this movie? What do what I, think I think of the movie? No, no one cares what you think, Dylan. Um, oh, actually, um, I just realized uh, since I can play audio clips over the thing now, I can like get my opening comments on the movie, record them beforehand, and play it when you ask me what I thought of the movie, and nobody will know the difference. Which I probably shouldn't have told you that. Uh, but uh, okay, just uh, ask me again. Yeah, what did you think of today's sporting event? I. Yeah, didn't prepare anything for that. Somebody asked me again what I thought about the movie. Please? Um Logan? Please? Oh, what did you think about the movie, Matt? <laughs> Dylan just doesn't want to cooperate <laughs> today. Wait, why do I have to say it? He didn't ask me. Yes, I just no, yes, us, and I already did it once. <laughs> confusing or unsatisfying. I liked it a lot. I would recommend watching it if you haven't already before listening to this so you don't get covered in spoilies. (laughs) Shut up, Dylan. One unfortunate thing that I could point out is I did have a problem with the title. It's just some more patriarchal garbage implying that the titular character has no identity of her own except as the Black Coat's daughter. But uh, I did think that the downside of the typical misogynist bullshit title uh, was offset by the big upside of getting to see Emma Roberts in a bra. Oh, let me get a peek at them titties. What, what did you think of the movie, Logan? <laughs> That's how it could have happened. Now say, now do the clip where you didn't like it. Uh, I think it was done well. The mo- I thought the movie was boring. Hey, like the pacing and the, if and you the had, story, like, if you had heard the beginning of me talking just now, I don't know why I didn't stop when you guys kept talking. But uh, I said that I could see how someone would see that. Say that. Those of you taking score at home, put a check mark in uh, the Matt column. Update that wiki. Logan, please continue telling us what you thought of this. Uh, I thought it was well done. Just it was kind of boring. That's like. Pretty much how I feel about it. Mm. Dylan? End quote. All right. I suggested this movie, so it is my favorite movie I've seen in the last, I don't know, a century, I guess. I mean, I've only been alive for like 29 years. Uh, it, it, yeah, it was a, it's a slow burn. Quite a slow burn. Um, but I liked the purity of it. If that makes any sense, we'll go deeper into that, I guess. Are you and saying it totally, was... Uh, yes. Uh, I can totally see how you could see this as boring. 
Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I feel like if this had been hyped up as like a thing, I probably would be like, "What the what's going on, guys? What what am I not getting?" But I again, I liked his restraint, and I um, would like to talk about some comparisons to another movie. But we have to ask Kevin what he thought of the movie. Do you have uh, a clip recorded from him? Hold on, I have a text from him because he was going to be on tonight and then got scared or something right before. Fair enough. <laughs> he said. It was just kind of flat and lame. About the only thing... Oh, wait, let me do it in Kevin voice. Uh, about the only thing I enjoyed was the performance of Cat. She was good as... And then this is kind of a spoiler, so I'm not going to read the whole text. So do we recommend you watch this? Yeah, but don't think about it. Just click it. I recommend like, it. You know, no, I like don't. A chill night. I would. If you decide to watch it, though, don't listen to the episode first. I think we can all agree yeah. on that. I think we can all agree that you should prioritize your entertainment thusly. Um, anything else, and then this. All right, now that we are warmed up, I will start recording. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hey, Let's Talk About Some Movies. Uh, this is a movie about um, horror girls called The Bramford Kids. Um, it's about murder. It's about love. It's about respect in that order. You uh, you called this a slow burn. Uh, I liked I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. Uh, that movie, talk about a slow burn. That movie is like a, a, just a steady low simmer all the way throughout. And then like uh, towards the end, there's a moment when you're like, oh, it's splattering. Turn the, turn it down a little. And then that's... So you turn, you turn, that, cro- you turn that crock pot on low yeah. for an hour and a half. And then you, and you set it to warm. Yeah, and then you gotta maybe dial it back just a little bit at the end, or so you don't get any grease on you. Yeah, there you go. Maybe just put the lid on. Can we talk about the other movie we saw that I'm gonna keep calling Beyond the Gates, but it's not that. It's called what was the last horror movie we saw that wasn't Beyond the Gates? It was the one that was critically acclaimed, but we didn't care for it as much. Snow. Oh, uh, you're talking about We Are Still Here. We are still here. Yeah. I. This was kind of like that a little bit, and then it's like an indie horror film that shows some restraint and is mostly like uh, has a lot of ambience, I guess. Like this is even mo- even more slow. Well, more sparse. Yeah, we are still here. wasn't really slow, and it was didn't really show much restraint. Like, yeah, you knew I, what was I going on from pretty much the get go, and they weren't really okay. they didn't it, really hide anything from you. It wasn't super exciting, but it was. Uh... That was like a couple months ago, and I have drank a lot since then, so uh, that was my mistake. Quit bragging. Yeah, that's true. I can afford to get people to buy me beer. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let me mute that phone. Also, nobody it. mentioned horses or guns, because I do not have any other sound clips queued up. Well, you have a, you have a whole spectrum, right? No, I just said I don't have any other sound cues clued up. A spectrum of horses and guns. Different guns, different horses, Matt. Yeah, but I don't have them prepared to play it, so don't mention it. So something that took me out of this movie was the digital sign for the Bramford School, because it was very obviously a a CG effect. I didn't didn't notice. notice. Me either. This movie kind of reminded me of the Silent Hill movie a tiny bit. You accidentally brought up Beyond the Gates, though, which, again, I'm really frustrated by this movie because I could not find a budget for it. Because I really uh, wanted to I, compare them. Can we peek beyond, behind the curtain right now? Beyond the gate real quick? Yeah, let's peek beyond those. Uh, someone just texted me and recommended Jessica that I watch Jessica Jones. That's pretty funny. Now, there was no context to that at all. It just came out of nowhere. So Did, that's three votes for Jessica Jones. Do they listen to the podcast? The show. Do you want to give no, them no a shout out? No one listens to this podcast. Yeah, I try to keep it that way. Unfortunately, it's gotten out to some people. Oof, <laughs> that's rough. So, man, it is hard to tell those white girls apart at first, isn't it? What? <laughs> I like how the ding noise keeps happening when you say things. I, I muted this phone. Why is it happening? Oh, my God. <laughs> the phone's I, off. I actually, early on, I was worried that I was racist because I kept thinking, like, they look really similar. Like, I couldn't tell who that was at first in that first These scene. These pale-ass white girls look super close to being the same. But then it makes sense later. Well, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, it, okay, well, we're in Spoiler Town. We've been in Spoiler Town, by the way. Sorry if you took a wrong turn somewhere. Yeah. Um, 
So, what do you? Th- can we just go right into this? I guess. Like, what do you think of the idea that uh, that little that freshman well, turns maybe, into Sam Roberts? Maybe we should go through the story okay. since one of us said they don't recommend it. Oh, fair enough. All right, redact that. All right. I muted this. <laughs> I'm. This is not a bit. My phone has been unplugged this whole time. Oh my god, the battery's at zero. Um, I like the beginning. I don't remember why or what I'm talking about, but I wrote down the note that I like the beginning. So when she's like with her having the dream with her dad, is that the is that Frank the Rabbit from Donnie Darko as well? I wondered that. Yeah. Also, maybe a little bit of a of a Totoro silhouette. Yeah. Uh, like Totoro with a jerk. I read that they like got a devil costume for it, but decided not to show it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, good. <laughs> That was very effective. Yeah, it w- then it would have gone all um, insidious, where it just gets all silly. Well, they also um, apparently had prepared, like, demon face prosthetics for Kiernan Shipka. I'm like, man, I'm really glad they didn't go with that either. Again, restraint. I respect the restraint. Uh, um, all right. So, so it starts off, she's having a dream. She, I guess she just dreams that her parents died in a car crash on their way on their way to pick her up. Is that what's happening? I think so. I think that's what happened okay. because, yes. And yeah, she feels like her parents are dead already. Like, even though she hasn't officially gotten the news. Um, and sometime during that, like, day... Okay, so when she, when she has that really creepy meeting with the headmaster, is she possessed at that point? I don't know. It, uh, the, the movie has, um title cards for names and it starts out uh kiernan shipka is cat but we don't get her title card until the end uh the first one is rose which is uh the other girl that's at the um was her name like lucy boynton or something the other girl that's at the nunnery with her the school <laughs> the catholic school yeah, i guess the black hair the black hair white <laughs> black hair white girl yeah that's one all right, so black hair, white face uh, is like uh, supposed to look after her, but she's like, "Oh no, I'm sick," so that she can leave. Everybody's leaving. It's is it the end of the year or no holidays? Something. It's spring break. Woo! Oh yeah, the original title for this movie was February. Just <laughs> threw that out there. I don't know if this took. I guess it did take place in February. It we did. keep seeing that calendar. There's a lot of can- calendar uh, looking. And is that a thing that anyone ever does? Like, mark X's on the calendar? I know it was to show how much she was looking forward to this. Right. And how lonely she is at this place. I mean, some people do. People I feel do like okay. people probably used to do that. Like, before there were any other ways to verify the date. Like, a calendar Can you on the wasn't... calendar phone on your app? Can you, like, you know, drag your finger? You don't have a it? cell phone? Like a, w- like, a wall calendar wasn't ornamentation. It was... Literally, Actual like something you needed if you wanted to know what day it was. And Logan, you're right; she did not have a cellular telephone. Yeah, true that. that. Was a point. Yeah, I was cellular just trying telephone. to figure out: was this Valentine's Day break, or I don't know why February? But uh, the reason they changed the title is when they were finally going to release it this year. The uh, distributors asked, "Hey, could we get a title more indicative of the genre?" Which in this case, I would say, good call, distributors. Better title not. than February. <laughs> but uh, February could have could have tapped into like an untapped like a uh, horror market though, right? Nothing ha- scary happens in February. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Wait, what sometimes when I get to the R part in February? Oh shit, I missed it. Wasn't again. there a horror movie called Valentine's Day? Or something? No, you're thinking of the historical event event Valentine's Day Massacre. That was actually very tragic. But it was spooky, right? Yeah, I think if you had like a Tommy gun firing it near your face, I would be spooked. Oh, I would be so spooked. Um, Kat is, by the way, if you don't know who Kieran and Shipka is, she's a little girl from Edmund. Her parents died, so they're not showing up. And everybody else is gone except for Rose. And she delayed calling her parents because she thinks she might be pregnant and she's scared of telling them. But they seem so nice. <laughs> so they're the only two kids there. Oh, yeah, I have a note here to talk about the song because I really liked the song that Kat sings, Kiernan Shipka. I was very jealous of her piano skills, and she has a very beautiful voice, so that was her singing. She does. Yeah, the that was really her singing and playing. Um, 
Osgood Perkins said that that was the uh, first time she sang and the first time she played piano. I assume he meant on camera and not that she's never sang in her life before. (laughs) Yeah, you know how we all try to sing and then we never do it again because we're bad at it? Some people are just good at it. Yeah, she can practice and get good at it. No, what? I'm sorry. According to modern psychology, yeah. it's um, you're beholden to your genetics. So you if you don't sing good now, you you're not going to sing good ever. You can't practice your cake and bake it too. Mm-hmm. That's a so. Shirt. What um, Harry Hogwarts house do you think uh, Oswald uh, Perkins was in? Um, I don't know. What's the boring one? Hufflepuff. Aren't they all the boring one? <laughs> well, actually, Slytherin is very complex because, um, you know, God not everyone it. in Slytherin are evil. They this? are just clever. And, um, you know, uh, Harry Potter himself was almost a Slytherin. So I think by far that's the most complex house. Well, let's have a podcast about that after right. the break. Fine. I really wish the that we break. hadn't passed that bylaw where anytime anybody says, hey, let's, and then says something, we have to do a podcast about it. It's the Hey, Let's Network. So then uh, uh, Rose is going to sneak out and go party with some guy. And uh, Kat is like, hey, you're supposed to be watching me. And then she like tells her a scary story about how the nuns worship the devil and how they're hairless. Which, by the way, is that true? Yeah, sure. Why not? Nuns Uh, are totally hairless. hairless? They worship the devil. Well, those go hand in hand. If you... If you expose either part of that as a lie, then I none of it's reliable. Thank God I can barely grow a beard, because otherwise you guys would be onto me. Otherwise the devil wouldn't be into you. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just not that into you. So. Yeah, she says that to Yeah, thanks. She says that to her and she's like Kat's like really upset and like scared and like kind of teary eyed about that. And I feel like that was kind of the uh, introduction of the thing where she, um, she feels like she has nobody. Cause I think she already believes that her parents are dead and she feels like that's somebody, Hey, the devil, does that really work? You can worship the devil uh, and they'll, and he'll be your daddy. And she gives her a pamphlet. Maybe I'm into that. Wait, uh, no, she was already the devil when that was happening. She already had the devil in her. Well, we'll talk about this. Okay. Uh, the girl tells her not to touch her shit and then leaves and immediately smash cut to cat touching shit. Not literally. That's the first mistake. Cat. She obviously <laughs> doesn't have siblings because that's the first like thing you don't do. Also, did you notice the... Um, I rewound it because I was trying to make sure like, wait, this is that girl's room? Uh, right by the door is like different when Kat goes in there by herself. There was like a little plaque or something, but now there's a coat hook with a black coat hanging on it. <gasps> I did not catch that, Matt. Yeah. Anyway, she goes out, parties, and comes back and, um... Parties? She goes She goes off and like tells her boyfriend that like, hey, this is, we're done with this because I'm pregnant now. I assume that they just cut out the the sex scene and the party scene part where she drops all those cool drugs. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't, that's any incident cut, I think. We gotta say Again, party. Restraint. Yeah, alright. Um, then we see Joan. That's our next thingy. And that's Emma Roberts, who's riding buses and shit, and then she uh, takes off a fucking thing on her arm that she was in a hospital or something. And then she's also, sitting she outside. Also, she has a like a a brief like chopped cuts like couple seconds of memories that imply that she was like at a mental facility. Like, yes, that's uh, true. Against her will, unless she murdered somebody. Or somebody it seemed like she got murdered. Pills. Actually, I couldn't quite tell. I guess I should go back and watch it. It seemed like she like a man pointed a gun at her. Who I don't even know who that man is. What does that even mean? Oh yeah, and... dude shot a shotty gun. Yeah, but then she's like sitting outside of the bus terminal by herself, and James Remar walks up and talks to her. And at that point, I assumed like, oh, he's probably not real. Like she's imagining that because James Remar is an imaginary person. Well, so you know how this movie has a white things. girl problem. It also has a middle-aged white man problem because at first I was like, is that the is that one of the guys? One of the two guys? Because they're all both like in their forties or fifties, and they both have the same haircut and they both have the same demeanor. 
yeah. priest and the other guy. But no, it was James Remar. How could I miss that? Yep, that was him. And when he's uh, taking her to, like, he offers her a ride and mentions, like, that his daughter's dead, I guess. Uh, and then they're going to Bramford, where to, like, their annual pilgrimage there to where their daughter died. And um, he starts talking to her in that creepy scene where he shows up at her motel room and she's just out of the shower. She's in a towel. She elects to open the door with him in the with her in the towel. Yeah, she totally does. Like he just says, is it okay if I come in? Like the door's still shut and she just lets him in. She doesn't say, hold on a second or anything. But the whole movie is kind of selling a like, they are creepy. The the couple is a creepy vibe. And specifically that that man is like sexually into her in some way. That's, that's implied. It's, um, it's not, it turns out they're just sad about their daughter. It's not super implied. It is there though. Like I, I think just the fact that this strange older man comes in and yeah. And the fact that she asked like, where's your wife? And she, he's like, yeah. she's asleep. Are you taking um, like, so much interest in her and whatnot? And then you later find out it's not about that. It's something much worse. Because he reminds her of someone. Oh, actually, yeah. When he first shows up, that was creepy because he was like, why don't you come? I'll give you a ride. My wife is in the car and the car's parked really far away. Like, yeah. All right. That was pretty heavily <laughs> a, a creepy thing. But there really is a wife and she's mad at him because her daughter's dead. Oh, yeah, uh, that conversation that they have in the room, uh, he starts talking to her and she's like, you'll have to speak up because I'm wearing a towel. And uh, he starts talking to her about God. And then when you see them, did you notice in the diner, his he was wearing like a black button up shirt with a white T-shirt it was like a priest. underneath. I thought yeah. he was the other priest, actually, for a second. Yeah, no, but that's it looks very priest like it looks like he has the white collar thing. Also, before this, um, while they're pulling away, I think, like when she gets in the car at first, uh, you see a Bramford School bumper sticker that's like it implies scariness. The mean, soundtrack did. Yeah. Like, that was the thing. Oh, yeah. The, somewhere scattered in here was one part that I thought was dumb, which is the weird contortion in the bed, cat. Yeah. Well, what else were they going to do? I guess. I mean, they started to have demon makeup for her, so... She, they started to kind of give her a little demon makeup, just a tiny bit. It, I, I was surprised by how conventional... Not conventional, like, uh, that it actually was just a straight-up, like, exorcism thing. Really uh, this. I'm surprised they went that way. I don't agree with that. We'll talk about it in a second. Very okay. soon. Uh, the Joan goes into the bathroom, and she looks at the ID that says Joan Marsh... And it's not her, but I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be her or not, because I guess I might be racist. I'm not sure. Oh, I totally didn't see that either. I cannot tell. I think it's supposed to not be her. I think it's supposed to be okay. a stolen ID, but I'm not totally sure on that. Um, like also, we're supposed to notice that that's not the same face. The license says that the class, uh, it's a class 35 license. I could not find what that is. In Rhode Island, supposedly Class 10 is a normal license. So this isn't a normal license, but I couldn't fucking find a Class 35 listed for any state. It's a demonic license. So she can, like, drive trucks and stuff. Maybe. I don't know. She might have a chauffeur's license. That's true. Oh, shit. That's smart. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, wait, shit, that could be it, though, because there's, a, towards the very end, there's, a, like, a tiny second clip of her, like, choking somebody out, and she, it looks like she's got some kind of restraints on, so maybe you're right. Well, we assume it's her, we don't see the face, we just see, uh, it's, uh, from a first person. Fair enough. Anyways, that was my last note, because then I paused the movie and spent, like, four hours trying to find f- some fucking reference to Class 35 license, <laughs> but I couldn't. So, what else happened? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Some girls did stuff, I guess. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I went crazy, killed a bunch of people, then we find out Jonah's cat. Yeah, we finally see the cat, uh, finally get the cat title card, and it goes back. And uh, earlier it cut away when she heard a phone ringing. And she, uh, she, we see her answer it, and there's, like, a scary demon voice, which was 
Um, I read the demon voice was Paul Jasmine, which was one of the three people who did voices for Norman Bates's mother. I saw that was interesting. That's perfect. Yeah. Good for him. Um, yeah, just telling her like that nobody's coming. You got to kill the cunts. And there's something Cat said earlier at some point about how like, oh, he said that I could stay here. Yes. He's like, who? Who are you talking about? And that's one of the phone calls she gets. It says that you you can, you can stay, stay here, here with me. And uh, could you go into? I should have come back and watched. I just went back and watched the very beginning. Uh, but the like, where her her first substantial scene with uh, Rose, like when in their rooms, like before Rose leaves, uh-huh. or maybe after that, where Cat's like, oh, I gave you a chance, or you had your chance, or all this stuff. Like, what? What? Can you go into that? She's starting to get real demonic. She's like, oh, no, that was your chance. Or something. You had no, your nothing. chance. You, you... So, like, stay with her and watch over her, but she didn't. She left Oh, her. yeah. There you go, Lokes. That's totally it. I don't remember that line, but She's I guess... She's just real lonely. Yeah, we didn't mention that she goes in and looks at the old, uh, like, school picture, I guess, of Rose. And then uh, James Remar, at some point, when he's talking about his dead daughter to Joan... Like shows her the picture, and it's like that same school picture of uh, Rose. Yeah, at first you think it's just like a motif, like oh, that's her public face, you know. But she's really got the stuff going on. But it's really like like a, a twist. Yeah, that's when you realize that the Joan is in a different time period. Which uh, I figured out what was going on. Not until he did that, but then I was like, oh, okay, I know what happened. See, I thought I I did the opposite. I, I I like okay. Obviously, this is a time forward thing, but I thought that like the parents were the parents of Cat, and Cat died, and their demons or some shit. Nope, it's opposite. But hey, mm. I got close. Yeah, that is. I would say that's my favorite scene. But I'll let someone else take that. Yeah, where she were there in the diner, and it keeps cutting back. Uh, and and Joan Collins is in the diner <laughs> with uh, the parents of the of the girl she killed under demonic influence. Shows in the picture, she looks at it a long time, and then she excuses herself abruptly to go to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom, and she stifles a laugh, and it was incredible. Oh, yeah. And wasn't that, like, yeah, when she was reminiscing about murdering someone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She stifles a laugh. Like, oh, if only they know. Like, what are, what are, how serendipitous. Um, what is she doing? Uh, now I'm going through this in my head. What is she doing when she's first, like, towards the very beginning of the movie where she's looking in the phone book of, for, like, directions for things? Is she trying to, she's trying to get back to Brantford, obviously. Right. Even though she says she's not going there at first. I think she was planning on going to Portsmouth, right? Because she like looks at Portsmouth and then kind of goes over to Bramford. I think she was going to Bramford the whole time. Okay. Ultimately. Right. But you don't want to say you're going to the place. Yeah. Yeah. Cat kills everybody at the place. She kills the nuns and uh, Rose. And uh, she takes their heads and lays them before the uh, the furnace in the boiler room where she was, like, bowing down, worshipping the flames before, I guess. You're not going to mention the scene where they, they eat dinner and then she can't oh. say the blessing or she chooses not to and then she just pukes. Yeah, like she, like s- she sort of, like, laughs or sighs like it's dumb or something. And then they're like, cat. And then, yeah, she stands up and throws up on stuff. Um, and she kills them all, of course. Yeah, and then the, the family takes Joan, quote-unquote. They are driving to the place, and James Remar's wife is getting more and more mad at him. And uh, Joan is like, I want to be sick. Pull over here. And she's like, don't stop here. He's like, oh, hold on. And then he pulls over, and then she cuts his head off and the wife's head off. And then puts them in a suitcase and carries it inside to the place. She goes down to the boiler room, lays the heads in front of the boiler and touches it. And there's nothing. And then she walks back outside. The school is totally boarded up and abandoned at this point because of the murders, I guess. And everybody found yeah. out it was haunted and devils. Uh, and she goes yeah, out in the street very and freaks out. Like, I don't really think that would happen. That they would close the school down? Yeah. Well, also, uh... That's a lot of property. That's worth some money. Yeah, I guess, like, what are you going to use it for, though, after you know, like, everybody knows that the, the, the devil murders happened there? Oh, yeah, actually, that's before purpose. that, that's that's the very ending. Before that, we go back and see Cat, 
after the murders where she wakes up strapped into oh she puts a head in front of the boilers and the cops come and a cop comes and yells at her and she blasts her with a shotgun which that was the quick shot that we saw earlier of joan remembering a guy shooting the shotgun and she had a bullet wound in her uh, shoulder yes which um i read that uh oz good perkins uh said Please originally call me oz that that shot in the hotel room after the James Remar leaves and she's like sitting with her back to the camera and just kind of turns her head and there's this really long shot of her just sitting there. Originally, that shot was way longer. He said that everyone except him wanted to keep it really long. So that was the trimmed down version. Restraint. Uh-huh. But yeah, she uh, kind of walks out to the street all bloody and like kind of freaks out and cries because because uh, she ain't getting nothing from that boiler. It's like her connection devil devil man's gone. Where is her god now? Which that was in the uh, a little earlier exorcism scene. The priest she wakes up strapped to the hospital bed and the priest like starts throwing holy water on her and says like you know you're not wanted here like you must leave and she looks kind of sad. And she looks over and sees the the bunny outline in in the corner, and she says, "Don't go." Yeah, yeah. I I got very scared when that scene started. Well, it starts pretty well because yeah, the priest is talking to her like, "Oh, okay," and then it's, "Oh, this is an exorcism." And I got very scared that it would just be a big stupid exorcism, and it wasn't. That also had restraint. No, yeah. The only thing that happened is she sort of rose off the bed, but that could sort have of. just been her leaning up. Yeah, could that's... have been her amazing glutes. That's what I want to ask what you guys made of the the ending, because I thought I thought it was pretty straightforward. But some people in the interlines like disagreed about this and got other things from it. No, she was like she OK, she was around. You know how it is like when you're around a town that you used to live in, like with an old friend that you're looking to reconnect with, like you bring them like a gifts that, you know, they like or you think they used to like and you show up and they're like, they're not there or it's, you know, it just doesn't end well, and then you get sad about it. That's how, that's what the movie ended. Yeah. So you think she, she really was possessed? Things. Oh, or she's just a, a, a nutter? What? Or she's just a, nut, a nutter? A nutter? Oh, okay. I a nutter. You, I thought you said an udder. It's like, what is that <laughs> a phrase a I don't know? No, she, this movie is a tale of transformation, uh, in nine years, you can go from a beautiful cat uh, goose to an even more beautiful Joan uh, Swan, Emma Roberts. I disagree. I think it is a tale of loss and trying to accept the loss. Yeah, that was per- so. You think that the death of her parents made her go, made her go nuts, and then look for an answer? I do and, like, think that talking about the devil kind of gave her that idea to do that. Yeah, I do think that that yeah. she like uh she was obviously scared, so I I feel like she took it seriously, but that also leads validity to like oh, they're uh, cuz <laughs> I'm guessing she never felt a connection with God in any way, but this is like oh, this is real and her mind started going into that and Is that how mental illness works? I don't know. Ask Osgood Perkins. Yeah, this is his enough. story. This happened to him. This I guess. autobiographical. He got over it. Semi autobiographical. Sure. But yeah, uh, uh, some people online uh, I saw uh, thought that they weren't even the same person. That Cat and Joan weren't the same person. That this was like a roving demon. That because those people drove by the school, it it inhabited oh. this Joan. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, that's dumb. It takes away the any power of anything in this. Yeah. Or any theme. Uh, speaking of Anthony Perkins, I have a note here that I promised everyone I was watching the movie. It says the parts, uh, I like the, talking about purity, I like the purity of the actual murder scenes. It's not like a crazy over-the-top gore fest. It is, like, effective. It's just a, ni- a big, a big uh, knife in and out of the back several times. And, of, co- uh, of course, yeah. I had to think of Psycho. The Especially lady. when, like, she's oh, yeah. killing Rose. And, like, oh, my God. That's totally an homage. That's great. Yeah. Which uh, I think there was actually a shot of Anthony Perkins in something in the other movie, the I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house. Can you so, get over it already? 
Shut up. Logan, do you think that there was uh do you think there was actually a, a possession? Uh yeah. Okay. I mean the rising from the thing I think is Matt, from the you're bed? just mad because you, you wish they didn't have yeah. the like the contortionist scenes because that kind of makes it there's a demon. You know? That's I, yeah, the rising from the bed, like the levi- kind of levitation, I think is the biggest indicator. But well, that's the thing; they only showed her, like they didn't show a, a full body shot of that. Like it was uh, just her, like upper torso rising off the bed. So I don't know, maybe she was yeah. just picking herself up with her own strengths. Well, I I didn't like the contortion that one part. Just because, first, that thing you said, okay, that is true. Uh, secondly, though, even if it was demonic possession, I thought that was dumb. That that's just you know the weird moving bodies, this, uh, uh, overused thing that because it's uh, it's creepy. But they did such a like, good job of like upping the creep factor through ambience ambiance that they didn't need that. They could have done something else. I agree, and that's the only uh, kind of big thing I felt. You know, like even even the the spooky voice on the phone that wasn't that didn't feel like a big thing. That felt like felt like a weird thing. But uh, also, why would the devil or demon or whatever want to do that when she's alone in her bedroom? What is, what do they get out of that? Maybe it's part of it. You know, it's like you don't want to refill your water jug uh, from the fridge but you have to if you want to drink water that's part of it's part of being a demon maybe he's having fun being in her body and fucking around don't they love doing that yeah i guess so uh there's one other alternative that i could suggest when i saw her under the covers face down making those like weird gasps i was like oh she's jacking it uh, and then when I saw the contortion where she flipped her legs over, I was like, oh, she's trying to, like, auto-cunnilingus herself. We've all tried it. Yep. And I've done it. It's the not great. Keeps getting in the way. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, there's no vagina down here. Exactly. I oh, should have uh, checked help. before I came all the way down. Yeah, I wasted all this time. I went through the trouble of getting a demon inside me. So... When the headmaster comes back and discovers the grisly murder of the sisters, he comes back, I assume, because he was informed that the cop, that, that uh, Kate's, Kat, Kat's parents are dead, right? That's why he comes back with the police officer? That's what I figured. Okay. Just want to make sure on the same page. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, also, there was a subtle thing that I don't, I don't know, I, I kind of appreciated this. When you first see them come to the house... Before you're like kind of totally filled in on what occurred, he comes to the door with the police officer, tries the door and it's locked. And then it cuts to inside where it's like panning over like and it seems like, oh, they came in a side door or a back door or something. But then when you see it the second time during the like cat segment, he knocks on the or he tries the door, it's locked. And then he pulls out keys and comes in. And then it goes to that same panning over to them coming in. But it's like now you know they just came in through the front door. I, I kind of like Go that. I'm not, goof it up. There's, no, it's just kind of... That's not a goof. It's not uh, It's not inconsistent in any way. It's just... I don't know. It uh, the, the second time, I don't know. It, uh, it seems like it gives the intruding parties more ownership of the place that they're going into. Uh, I I think it's, yeah. a good, it's a good effect. That's usually reserved for like heist films, like where they show you what happened again, kind of through the same shots. I don't really see that in horror. That, that is pretty, that was pretty effective. That, that specifically though was like so subtle, you know, it like doesn't make a difference really. It's just maybe a slight difference in how you feel about what's going on. And the also the game is restraint. Uh, yeah, I guess there is the second time you are getting a clearer picture of what's happening. I don't know. Anyways, I like the movie. Would this be better on a second watch or no? Like, would it just be boring because you know what's going to happen? Or would you like get a lot more out of it? Like, because you know, time frame. I really thought about watching it again, but I didn't. Logan, did you watch this movie? (laughs) Yeah, I watched it. Would you watch it again? No. Would Fair you enough. watch There's it? There's a lot of movies out there. I mean, like the two only more times. Movie, like the only reason, the only thing I think that makes a recent movie is like that twist with, oh no, Joan is cat. Cat is Joan, and I. It's a pretty movie. It's well acted, but I the story, the way it works, I don't like it. I just don't think it's very good. 
I'm sad that she didn't reconnect with her demon. And I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. That did make me sad. She just needs a father figure, a mother figure, parents, you know? Some well, guidance. She fell in with a bad crowd. Well, that to me was the whole point of the movie is we don't see her start the grieving process really until right at the very end because she just sort of turned to another parental figure when her parents died. And she spent... Oh, she got a parent on the rebound. However... <laughs> yeah. And uh, she spent however many years trying to get back there. And I assume she, like, escaped, right? Because it seems like she oh, killed yeah. somebody, judging from that her, brief right? flashback. She's, she's afraid of the cop. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and she finally escaped and got back there. And then she's disconnected from that parent as well. And that's when she's finally, like, the 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 people person's entities that she just were a part of her mind something that she could always turn to are are not there and she just is it's it's just empty now i liked it really great way to encapsulate that you you did it that's why i like the movie it is it is about grief it's about grieving yeah that's great yeah that's really great there's nothing else we can say about it other than what did you watch dude in this film james rimar um (laughs) so i think uh oh uh real quick when Rose is about to be killed, and she looks and she sees like a bag of things at the floor, corpse things. I assume those are the heads, right? I assumed it was like okay. a pillowcase with heads in it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can quite. It looks like a blanket, <laughs> like a corpsey blanket. Hard to tell. I'm sure that's what it was. Uh, let's go to our favorite scenes. My favorite scene isn't a scene, but it's like kind of a moment. It's part of a scene. It's when they're about to eat dinner uh, with the sisters, and Rose opens a drawer and. There are like 20 super huge knives and one spoon, and she gets the spoon out. I really like that moment. <laughs> Logan, what's your favorite part of a scene? Uh, probably with like the last part, whole part with like uh, Rose and Pat near the end where she gets murdered. I guess I was the stabbing. Yeah, I mean, it was well done, it was well shot. I mean, that's the only thing that really stood out to me, particularly that I could call my favorite scene. But yeah. Hmm. Matt, uh, sing me a song. Okay. She wore her hair down around her neck at the foot of the bed where the darker things crept. Wow, that's creepy. That's a creepy song. Yeah. And then there's a second... I thought they were singing the bear and the maiden fair <laughs> when I started the song at the end. Oh, hey, the Game of Thrones finally got a third song. We talked about that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen, it's it's back before TV, before the internet, before everything like stratified culture. You know, there were only a couple songs. There were only a couple channels back then. If anything, there should be more songs than nobody owns a TV, fucking hipsters. I, I had a question. What was it? I don't know. I, oh, uh, I was going to say... That song, there's like this one part in it where she she says into the black night. It doesn't. It seems kind of disjointed from the rest of the song, and then she like launches back into a verse that you know f- kind of follows the same chord progression as the last one. Was that part of the song or? Okay, uh, another question about that song. This song was written for that movie. Do you think it's supposed to be an established song, or do you think Kat was supposed to have written it herself? I have no idea. I think if mm. that is the case, that's a little too on the nose. Wait, which case? Which of the two cases? If she wrote it herself. It's a lot. Yeah. Of, it's a lot for a little girl, a little freshman, to do. Write a song and she had, and sing it. She had help from her devil bunny daddy. Oh, do we know that he helped? Well, we don't know that. He's just assuming that she did. Yeah. Or he did. Why can't a woman write her own song, Matt? I know. That's Why one of my problems with this movie. Also, why didn't Emma Roberts ever take that bra off? Oh, baby. Uh, all right. So we give this movie a Halo Timeout score, let's say, 9 out of 12. I dug it. No. 10 out of 14. It's a solid 6. Let's six give it. 6 out of 9. Let's give it a pentagon out of an octagon. Uh, I wore this one and a half rhombuses. Rhombi? Rhombi. Rhombi. So, maybe watch The Black Coat's Daughter, but yeah. (laughs) Probably don't. (laughs) Speaking of rating and what you've seen lately and I've seen lately, um, 
I just I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, I watched I'm the Pretty Thing that uh, lives in the house. You guys probably don't know that I watched that, but I did watch that, and uh, I googled both of these. You know how when you Google things, it has ratings that pop up for it. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, uh, Black Coat's daughter, RogerEbert.com, uh, it comes up with a one. But he's been dead for years. <gasps> Black Coat's daughter has a 1.5 out of 4. I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House has a 3 out of 4. But if you click on that review, the 3 out of 4, I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, it refers to the Black Coat's daughter as a better movie. <laughs> huh. I thought that was funny. It's inflation. All right. That makes sense. So have yeah, you been watching? The, uh, I what? didn't really read any reviews, but I saw that the critical acclaim for this was pretty mixed. Critical reception. Uh, yeah, do you it, have any like specific things? It like, seemed to skew negative. I don't know. I saw a lot of people were confused about what happened, and that, I'm so stupid, and I was not at all. Yeah, I thought it was pretty straightforward. Except we did come I mean, to slightly think, different like, conclusions because I don't think there was really a a, a, a possession. Can we like get meta about this and like talk about the fact that they were gonna put no. makeup on her <laughs> would imply and the stupid things and the stupid contortion? Well, That's yeah, but but which part of the story would the prosthetics have been used? Because if it was used during the cat segment, then it's told from her perspective. So that could have just been how she perceived herself. It's true. She's an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. Also, if she really wanted to commit to the devil worship, shouldn't she have shaved off all her hair? I think. Uh, I think that's what the puzzling that she was like. She thought that was cute, right? When she said that. Although, that's, actually, the girl cool. the girl said that the nun's uh, hair was fake. That they they her their eyebrows and everything was fake. So maybe she did. Maybe she did shave everything off and then got to, threw together some really authentic prosthetics. I like yeah. her workout routine too. Like when she was in the boiler room the first time Rose, Rose sees her and she's like doing really fast like squats, like fast oh, like yeah. you know face plants. I, I, I thought I was I was pretty I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Those workout. bows were impressive. She's, yeah. I wonder if they got the same contortionist that did her uh, masturbation scene to do the the bowing to the furnace. Yeah, I mean they didn't have the insurance for her to do it. I'm sure. That's why you hire a stuntman. Yeah. Exactly. So what have you watched lately? Both of you at once? I totally forgot. I, I watched some things, then, oh. which I forgot. I forgot what I watched. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. What are you watching right now? Uh, I'm not watching anything right now. All right. So in conclusion, I'm kind of sorry that we watched this, but it wasn't, you know, a total waste of your time. I'm sure you don't, like, hate that you saw it. I was glad no, I watched it. Yeah. So Logan, you um, don't know what you see anymore and what's real, so you can't. Get <laughs> I don't know. Answer. Like, there's an anime called Grand Blue Fantasy that I saw. It's always an anime. <laughs> yeah, but I don't really recall. I, I'm pretty sure I watched some other things, but I just don't remember them. Because I know I lo- watched some of the Comrade Detective last week. That was neat. Is that still pretty good? I haven't watched more of it, but it was neat what I watched. I watched like the first two or three episodes. It was fun. What have you watched, Dylan? I can't remember what I watched. Well, I watched an anime, of course. Oh, like always. Thin Blue Detective. I watched um, Neon Genesis Evangelon. Oh, wow, that's pretty trippy. No, I've never seen that. Uh, I watched, uh, well, you know, like I've been doing, uh, they're doing Miyazaki movies at the end of the month. And then that's making me, uh, Castle in the Sky comes up next. That's making me want to watch other uh, Miyazaki movies that they aren't playing. Uh, and the one that I watch with my sister, because we're getting into these Miyazakis, is Princess Mononoke on a good Blu-ray DVD. I saw that movie first, I think, when I was 10 years old on a VHS tape. And Billy Bob Thornton was in it, and Julian Anderson, um, and Claire Danes. And this time I saw it with the Japanese voices. And man, oh man, is this an amazing thing! I think it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. I don't know what I got out of it as a 10-year-old, but... Um, this is like just the definition of epic fantasy. It's had an incredible story. I recommend this wholeheartedly to anyone. This is the, the coolest, best things I've ever seen. And it's really funny to go from, um, because we watched Kiki's delivery service before <laughs> with my sister. 
Uh, and then to go from that to this and tell you, oh, it's by the same people, the same guy made it. And then it, they could not be farther apart with uh, their scale or violence or um, like themes. So yeah, you don't need me to recommend this. This is like recommending Star Wars. But even if you don't like the anime, Princess Mononoke is good as fuck. I also saw other movies. I was at a party when there were some movies on screen. One of those movies starred um, an actor named Leonardo DiCaprio. Oscar warning Leonardo DiCaprio. That movie was called Critters 3. Oh, really? Yep, and I had we did a drinking that. game where every person who walks by says, hey, are you watching Gremlins? And we would take a shot, so we got real drunk. I snuck away good. to pee while you were talking. Did anyone notice? Oh, I peed nope. too. Did um, anyone notice that I peed while I was talking? I've been peeing while I've been talking. I wish I could stop. <laughs> I can't do it while you guys are talking. It's, it's weird. Should have brought uh, my coffee. I can only do it when I'm here. talking. So you know. That's what I was saying. Yeah. But no one else can talk. Anyway, so Critters Three. Uh, from what I could tell, it was a stupid fucking movie. Wait, did you watch Critters Three? Oh, sorry, Matt. You weren't here. Have you seen the Critters. other Critters? Of course not. I watched all of those when I was a kid. <laughs> well, I saw Critters Three. I saw a movie. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio called Critters 3. It was at a party, and every time... Man, I can't believe I have to say this twice. Why'd you fucking leave, Matt? All right. Uh, every time someone I'll just walk listen by, back later. It's fun. All right. Anytime someone will walk by, they would say, oh, and if they said, oh, are you watching Gremlins? We would all have to drink. And that happened <laughs> several times. Were you doing this in a public place? I was at a house. It was, it was a house. Oh, that's one of the worst places to watch a movie. It was it was great though. It was there. Um, I was really enjoying it. It was so stupid. And the more drunk I got from people calling it Gremlins, the better it got. Man, it was stupid. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio was great in it though. He has the same tricks. I would kind of like to see one of those movies again, just to see what kind of weird repressed parts of my brain it it tickles. It, I like the critters got violent, but then the critters got their just desserts in the end. And one ate soap. Uh, I also saw a movie that I think I saw, I think I talked about on this podcast like years ago called In the Mouth of Madness. That was also on. With yeah. Sam Neill? With Sam Neill. And ago. I think I talked about that like four years ago. And that movie is fucking great. Uh, yeah, watch it. And then we started to watch a movie called The Void because we heard it was kind of Cthulhu y, but it got real yeah. scary and real murdery real fast. So we decided to watch Critters 3. The Void's pretty good. It's, yeah. uh, it's got really good practical effects. Like it kind of leaves you wanting more. Well, let's just talk about it. Cheesy for next for week. Cheesy. I mean, pick it. I've already watched it, but also I'm not going to pick it. Well, whose pick is it? Me again? Is it Dylan's um, pick again? Guardians of the no, Galaxy it's Volume it's Two. Let's no, do it. No, it's my pick. It's okay. Matt's pick. Yeah, you had to pick. So that's what I saw. What did y'all saw? Matt, what did you watch, Matt? Um. Oh, I watched something called uh, "I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House." Um, it was uh, written and directed by uh, Osgood Perkins. I liked it. That was a, it was a simmer. It was a crock pot, and you eat it. Um, yeah. Actually, yesterday was really weird for me. For most of the day, I didn't talk to anybody. I did a bunch of yard work, and I watched three really like slow meditative movies. Can you keep um, oh, weird about details it. about your personal life out of this podcast? I thought that was one of our like show Bible things. Oh, I did not consult that. I didn't know that you updated it. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, let me talk about what I ate today to replace that with. So I That's don't personal myself a lot, but it's just business, food business. Yard work is personable, pers- personal because uh, you get hit in the junk a lot, stepping on rakes and whatnot. <sighs> exactly. Well, I I don't I will limit this to what I watched yesterday. I watched these two movies by Oz Perkins and, and um then I watched The Place Beyond the Pines and I'm I think I'm, I think I like it more now. I had floated picking that to see if we could talk about it, and I could figure out why I don't like it, even though I wanted to. And I like, uh, I really like Derek Saint-France's other movie. A guarantee. Also, I finished. Uh, not a guarantee. Asterisk. Yeah. The High Castle Man. And book. it's a great book. Just read the book. Okay, I will. It's good. It's a good book. 
And it's, I, from what I understand, very different from the show. From what you understand? I don't understand a lot, Logan. That was a yeah, play. I was saying a lot. What about what you don't understand? What I don't understand could fill a book. Oh, like that book that you're talking about. The Golden Compass. It's pretty solid. But it, does the book have Logan, Stephen? What did you watch? Just make something up. I didn't watch anything. I watched Grand Blue Fantasy and Conrad Detective last week. Does the book have no. Stephen Root in it? Because the show does. Why is Stephen Root in a drama show? He's a funny man. Yeah. So, what is is he a Nazi in it? No. Is he an American who is a is a Quisling he who works for the Nazis? Just might be the titular character. He's not. <gasps> oh, interesting. I wonder how they do that part. In the book, he's a fish. Yeah. Oh okay. man, fish there's man. a part in the second season though. Some fucked up shit happens, and then the Nazis are led by an evil guy. <gasps> He does all their good work, like building roads and getting cars to people? No. No, but he seems really sinister, whereas Hitler seems very folksy and old. What? Oh, they show Hitler in this? Yeah, they show old Hitler a few times. He dies. He dies in the... I'm getting my historical fiction... Uh, historical alternative fiction confused. <laughs> Do they show the American South? Because it's never shown in the book. It's just only implied as being like the worst horrible place. I guess like the confluence of like horrible racism and Nazism. <laughs> it just comes up several times in the book. Seems like the real South. Um, I, no, but the what's the fucking like DMZ independent area called? Um, I the 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 Midwest. I don't remember what it's called. It, well, that place seems like the South. Like everywhere in that okay. area. But like the good South, where people aren't racist. Or not that Logan, racist. Read that book. Some of them are really racist. But not us. So, next week's we pick proved it. is The Girl with All the Gifts. We gotta make Time it cyclical, before next week. Part. I kinda do hope one of us picks a movie that we've already picked before, because that is not one of our bylaws. And it will save us all some time. You can't pick a movie twice. Save yourself a cool hour and a half on your movie podcast by doing one you've already seen. <laughs> we'll just uh, inject uh, us at the beginning going, well, let's talk about this again, and then just play the old episode. I like that. Thank you. It's so dumb when podcasts uh, like replay old episodes. Like you're not you're not a TV station. Like why are you doing this? I'll just go back. <laughs> yeah, the phone I hate that. I agree. I tease me, especially when they don't announce it. I would no. This is something I've never seen. A podcast that re-approaches like a topic they've already done, like a movie or something. I would like to see that. I would be interested in that. Have you ever listened to? Uh, never mind. We'll talk about that later. I don't know. Buzz Market any other podcast? Uh, Smart. What's next? Uh, uh, pick a movie. All right. It's my turn. Yeah, pick a movie. Pick that movie or whatever, Matt. I wanted to pick this for a little bit, but uh, I kept putting it off because I keep expecting it to be on a streaming service, and I don't want to pick it, and then the next week it's free. It's Nacho Vigalondo's next movie, Colossal. Oh, is that what we're watching? Yeah. All right, let's watch Colossal. But I want to watch A Place Beyond the Pines. Well, you're oh. watching... Well, go fucking watch it. Like, <laughs> no one's stopping you from watching it. We're, we're... I'll pick He's it not next saying, time. Don't watch it. He's just picking Colossal. Like, no, I am saying don't watch it. Wait until I pick it to watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll wait until a week after it leaves. Next, 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 next clicks. Next fix. Where's Colossal at? Like, what streams are Colossal on? Uh, the Where's ones that the ones that you pay for. That's the one I was talking about. Oh. Place Beyond the Pines is free. It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Wait, did you have the demon in you when you said that? Or is there no demon and you're sad? Because uh, you don't watch movies. I don't know. Hey, let's do a bit uh, where we do the voice of the, the phone, the demon phone. Okay. Uh, I can't say the C word. Uh, cunt. Oh. Good night, everybody. That's hey, Matt who said could that. you Matt. guys could you guys understand what they were saying uh, without reading your subtitles? No. Yeah, there were a few times. Pretty like it was kind of hard to hear what they were saying sometimes. There were a lot of times that I had to turn the fucking subtitles on, which I I hate what doing. That. Well, yeah, yeah, me too. Especially because the, when they're only closed caption subtitles, it makes the murder scenes very funny. 
<laughs> what did he say? Because I I didn't turn the subtitles on until he was almost done talking, like for good, and I didn't go back. Uh, which time? All the times, the main I, times. The first time, I think one time he said like, uh, "They're not coming, kill the cunts" or something like that. I mean, the c word. Fuck. Now I'm as mm. bad as Dylan didn't want to be. Mm. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. You can't see, but I'm the swaying. The bear and the maiden fair. He reigns with his fur and hair. Hey! (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Bear and the Maiden's Hair. And if you liked what you heard, then listen to the episodes and subscribe to the newspaper because it's a dying medium and it's important to stay informed. Oh boy, did you hear about these clowns in Washington? Good night! Oh, yeah, email us at Hlatatmow, H-L-T-A-T-M-O-W. We're going to have to make some kind of uh, uh, reward or something. You get a reward for emailing us because nobody's emailing us except for, you know, you you remember what happened with that. Let's make it a Patreon tier. Okay. For Patreon tier, you can email us and then people will email us and pay us money? Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Let's do that. Good night, Logan. Hey. Watch Westworld.